comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. recording and this is out now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron and as always this is Abe. What's up? And uh, this week um, we're doing something special but I guess I'll backtrack. Out now is a film podcast as Abe and I are discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in discussion about trailers and box office and callbacks to other movies and other fun stuff but as I said this is a special bonus episode and we're not going to be doing any of that right now. We're going to be doing a another commentary episode. Another one of our popular commentary episodes. From the uh, creators that brought you the Ghost Rider <laughs> commentary podcast and the Clash of the Titans podcast commentary. We are now doing another one, and this one actually ties into something useful. We are doing a commentary for The Incredible Hulk, the 2008 Hulk film starring Ed Norton, William Hurt, Liv Tyler, and Tim Roth. And um, obviously, The Avengers comes out very soon, so we figured why not do one of The Avengers films that led up to it. So we're going with The Incredible Hulk. And uh, joining us, we have from L Legion of Dudes and Walking Dead TV podcast, the man who wrote the unused lyrics for the sad Bruce Banner theme, Mr. Jim, Mr. Jim Dietz. You know, I don't think it works as well as an instrumental, but thanks. <laughs> and a writer for Damn Dirty Blog and a true abomination, Jordan Grout. Hello. All right, how are we doing tonight? Awesome. Good. How are you? Now, this is the Incredible Hulk as opposed to the Incredible Hulk, who uses <laughs> facts and charts and, and uh, wiki, wiki quotes to back up his rage. Is that right? Yeah, that, that movie was Primal Fear, which had uh, Richard Gere acting as a lawyer, hulking his way through to try and prove Ed Norton's you know innocence. But of course, that failed in the end uh, for various reasons. Spoiler alert for Primal Fear. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. He's going to watch You're that right now. <laughs> I'm going to uh, my Blu-ray now. <laughs> All right, so uh, as I said, we're going to be doing a commentary for The Incredible Hulk, and um, no real announcements right now. iTunes reviews and ratings, go for it. Anyway, uh, let's just get let's just go right into it. We've uh, all synced our DVDs, uh, computer copies, Blu-rays, what have you. We are all of us, the four of us, currently are at nine seconds into the Universal logo, so into the movie. So that is literally where the Universal logo has the letter U popping right over the globe anyone's familiar with the universal logo there's the globe and then the universal sign pops over it so we're nine seconds in right where the u is like cresting over the globe that is where we have all paused and we will be pressing play very soon um as always even though it tends to be somewhat difficult i'm going to count down from three jordan <laughs> i'm going to count down from three and we should all press play Okay, so are you going to go three, two, one, go? Or is it going to be three, two, woo, and then I'll start the movie? Yes, as I'm saying... As I'm saying... Okay, I'm going to go three, two, one, go. And as I'm saying, as a go, that's what I'm pressing play at the same time with my finger. So in the middle of... Uh... Yes, in that general region, that's where I'll be pressing play. Thank you. 
<laughs> Thanks for being so helpful. And I'm glad all the, the listeners will also know oh, exactly when I'm pressing play. Blu-ray pause. That wait, what what the hell happened here? Are you are you ready? Ah oh crap. Now I'm at eleven seconds. Okay, go. <laughs> okay, yeah, because because the, the universal did the thing, right? Where it like pops out. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. So let's just get this ready. You ready, Jordan? <laughs> you ready, Abe? Oh, I'm ready. You ready, Jim? Oh, you know it. Okay. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. One, two. Okay, we're probably in the same place now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because the screensaver fucked me over. Okay. Like, brought, me, brought me over. For you. Already dropping the f-bobs. Abe, yeah. Abe has to mark that down. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, All right. So here we go. Marvel, Marvel logos. Podcast. Pages are flipping through. Okay, so first things first, we all like the Incredible Hulk, right? Do we? Do we like this movie? I like that he's a mad scientist. No, he's not mad. He's cool. I really dig how the opening kind of shadows the opening from the old school television show. Like we see the X-rays, and then we see. Uh, I mean, we get the whole uh, origin here in the opening credits, and it's uh, it's kind of a um, an homage to that, as you'll see. Yeah, really. We have him in the chair. We have like the, even the crosshairs on his face. Just like the original opening with Bill Bixby, actually. That's a lot of why I like this movie in particular. I like this movie because it calls back to that series as opposed to... And, like, we could talk about the Ang Lee Hulk in a little while, I guess. But, like, I, I like how this movie foregoes that movie and just kind of puts it right out. And you're like, okay, here's the origin story. Done. Now we're getting straight into, like, what's basically kind of a... It's kind of a B-action movie that has a superhero thing going on with it. And that's how I've been regarding this movie opposed to the other Marvel movies, which are, they're all kind of, all of them are kind of different. Like, I, I recently watched all of them this past weekend, and uh, I like this movie because it feels like a chase thriller that happens to be set in the Marvel Universe. Definitely at the point. Jordan? I'm sorry? What? I know I said the music is good in this film. I agree, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is my first time watching it since uh, opening night. Okay. I remember just thinking it was okay. Well, so uh, Louis, I, Louis Leterrier, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. did the, the Clash of the Titans remake. He did the, yeah, how fitting. He did the Clash of the Titans remake. <laughs> it all comes together. It's like lost. He did... Or, um, no, it's not. Yeah. He did uh, the Transporter and Transporter 2. He did um, Unleashed, which I really like. I like, I like the Transporter movies, too. Oh, man, Transporter 2 is a classic. It I mean, is. It, it is. A requisition request from Stark Industries for a Sonic cannon. Oh, I saw that, yeah. I like William Hurt. Nick Fury, it. Shield Command. A lot of uh, calls in this. Uh, we did a thing on LOD about this movie. There are a lot of calls to this, to the Avengers uh, continuity that's coming up in the... Uh, you know, the new film. Yeah, it really, it really packs in the. Uh, it really ties it in well to the to the Avenger universe that's been, that's been set up. That was because you know this movie and Iron Man these came out the same year and almost weeks apart, pretty much weeks apart yeah. from each other. And well, uh, they did a really good job of really, even in this early stage where this is before Thor and Captain America were even going. Like they did a good job of setting the stage for really starting to bring this whole concept of, hey, maybe we can get a giant Avengers movie going, you know, bringing that all together. So. Except remember in the, um, like, towards the the um, end of the marketing, they ruined 
in the TV spots, the yeah. Robert Downey Jr. cameo. Yeah. Which is, I'll, let me say that in a second. Let's just admire how great this favela shot is. Like, there is, like, no reason to have such a lengthy shot in an Incredible Hulk movie. But I love the fact that, like, they went to Brazil and they have this incredibly long shot of the favela village in Brazil. It's awesome. If you paid for the helicopter shot, you might as well use it. Exactly. Take that, Fast Five. Actually, they have a pretty good <laughs> favela shot as well. <laughs> no, you know what, know what I give this movie credit for? They don't zoom in on the giant Rio statue on the top of the hill. <laughs> I feel like every movie that has a scene in Brazil, they like they zoom up to the giant Rio statue that's up on the top. Of Bill it. Bixby cameo. Oh. <laughs> they do it in Twilight. They do do it in Twilight. <laughs> yes. That's why we love it. Yep, that's why I like that movie. It's like, well, they have a Rio shot. <laughs> I like the idea of Ed, Ed Norton just reading a giant book and watching, you know, Sesame Street. Sesame Street. <laughs> I feel like that's how he rolls in real life. That's why I learn a language. I'm surprised they've never released the extended cut of this film. Uh, huh. yeah. Because remember, um, Norton threw a fit that they cut the running time down? Well, let's, we can, I don't, we, we know nothing about that really, but we can try to clarify, oh. or we can try to clarify for people listening. Um, yeah, there was a lot of, hullabaloo about um basically ed norton and louis leterrier they were very adamant about what movie they wanted to make and which was a movie that was over two hours and really got to the character and you know did a good job and marvel wanted a movie that was coming in under two hours and they became a little more than public which didn't really we don't really know if it was a if it was harsh words or anything but it certainly seemed like ed norton wanted his way and marvel yeah. wanted another way and i mean well, he didn't oh, uh, promote so, the film at all. Like, he didn't yeah, film he, yeah, he wasn't involved in this, which has happened before as well. Yeah. yeah. But yes, in the, obviously, there was, I mean, there, as, as a result, we have a movie that's under two hours, and Ed Norton's also not in The Avengers, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't imagine Edward Norton being best friends with, with uh, you know, with Marvel, with Marvel Studios, but. At the same time, he basically he still made a good Bruce Banner. <laughs> I thought he was pretty well cast as Bruce Banner. I mean, he definitely has the physical. He definitely has the intensity. I mean, I thought he was a good Bruce. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Mark Ruffalo kind of does his variation on that. Yeah, I'm excited to see Especially, it. I mean, we, uh, Mark Ruffalo will be like the third actor to do this role in three movies. Yeah, for sure. I read, a, I read an interview with... Uh, Mark Ruffalo about it, and apparently he, he and Ed Norton's are friends, and they he, he called him when he got offered the part, and he, Ed Norton's like, yeah, go for it. Just, just do it. I don't care. He's <laughs> like, every, everyone should be Hulk. <laughs> that was like his general reaction to it. I was telling Jim before we started this, I watched the alternate opening to Hulk, which is amazingly ridiculous but uh it, it basically has bruce banner traveling into like the um up into the arctic to kill himself that's his plan <laughs> and so he he has this elaborate plan of traveling all the way up to the arctic and then he pulls out a gun and he's about to shoot himself and then he hulks out and that's the end of the alternate opening huh it's really cool alternate ending that's on the blu-ray opening. opening yeah it's on the oh. blu-ray yeah it's like the one of the first oh, wow. yeah go check that out and hulk I, blood yep hulk blood in the soda I think I'm yep, ahead I of you guys. This film, the, uh, the how, how does Abe always mess up things? 
Is he cleaning it up right now? No, he's running to it right now. Oh, yeah, I'm like a few seconds ahead of you. Well, pause for a I'll pause. pause. Tell me when he pulls out his pen. Yeah, okay. He's like, gonna like All right. cap himself. He's gonna super glue himself? Yeah. Okay. But yes, I was watching the alternate opening, and it's completely ridiculous. Like, it's... <laughs> Abe, now. Oh. Alright, he's super gluing. Yeah. And it's like, why... Bruce Banner goes all the way, all through this effort so he can shoot himself, like, way away from... Like, there's no point logically. But, what that scene does provide is a, sh a glimpse of Captain America's body buried in the snow. When oh! It's, uh, yeah, it's a little hidden what, Easter. Really? Yeah, it does, yeah. You can... I don't want to watch that now. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> yeah, I gotta it's see a, that on YouTube. It's at the very, like, last, like, because the alternate opening's like 2 minutes and 30 seconds. It's like in the in 2 minutes and 23 seconds in, in the ice, if you pause it, you can see. It's very obvious, too. It's like there's no buts about it. It's Captain America's body. Does <laughs> Banner see it? or do... No, it's just like the ice is all breaking around him because he's hulking out and everything. Oh, like, oh, okay. All the ice is getting destroyed. It's like, oh, there's Captain America. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised I never even watched the features on this film. Well, now you have a reason to. Yeah. Because you can see the deleted nude sex scene with Ed Norton and this this, this Brazilian Chiquita that is that's horrible. I'm sorry. Does he have his like his swastika tattoos from American History X? From life. <laughs> yep. Bought this film the Tuesday it came out. Never put it on till now. I like here we go. Here's a little uh, that don't you don't you wouldn't like what I'm angry things. Don't make me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> don't make me hungry. I'm pretty hungry right now. I'm glad they're able to cast like the ugliest people possible to play the antagonist in his bottle factory. <laughs> <laughs> I like how there's like a Brazilian supermodel working. Yeah, there's a Brazilian supermodel, well. super actor Ed Norton, and then like extras from The Descent like, are also here. <laughs> this is, one of these parts should have been played by Danny Trejo, just saying. That's what I was just thinking! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that guy would have been great as Danny if Trejo. If he was Danny Trejo in a cameo? Yeah. Just be like, oh, I was at Hulk! <laughs> hey, Hulk! <laughs> oh, Bruce Banner! <laughs> For more terribly... <laughs> Terribly use of Danny Trejo accents. Go to a Jordan's blog, a damn dirty blog. Spot.com. I, I do my Danny Trejo every morning. Hey! <laughs> Good morning! <laughs> Look at my rapey tattoos. And you're better then. This uh, Mr. Blue and Mr. Green thing, it was from the Bruce Jones run of uh, Hulk, the okay. comic, actually. Awesome. When he was uh, living underground, very much like he is now. Was he contacting Samuel Stearns there as well? No, in that, Mr. Blue ended up being Betty Ross. Oh, ooh. That makes way more sense. <laughs> he just made the ooze from Secret of the Ooze. That, that is what he's making, because he secretly wants to become Bebop or Rocksteady. <laughs> Either one. He does it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter either way. Oh, wait. Who plays Mr. Blue? It's uh, Tim Blake Nelson, right? Correct, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about that. And I really wish there would be a sequel to Incredible Hulk just because I'd really want to see the leader in a movie. That that, that always intrigued me, which we'll get to, I guess, when we get later on into the, yeah. into the film. Sorry for the, the preemptive spoilers to those who have decided to listen to this commentary without ever having seen the Incredible Hulk and decided, hmm, out now, if I name, seems like a good place to start. <laughs> Lo siento mucho. 
It's kind of a shame that... Uh, what does that mean? More tacos, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, so we have the cells are, are hulking out here. Yeah. Okay, so no one from the Hulk, um, like William Hurt or uh, Liv Tyler, are in the Avengers, right? But Gwyneth Paltrow is, correct? We don't know either of those things. They mentioned that. They mentioned that. If Jordan, if you know anything about people in the cast that aren't in the trailers or in some readily available form of information, I would ask you to please refrain from saying so. Well, no, they've they've shown her. In I the, haven't seen her. I have. I didn't know. I didn't know that. No, shut up. <laughs> That's enough. Is Chris Martin. Are you serious? There, it's Chris Martin. There. <laughs> what what have you seen her in? Hold on, I'll bring it up. Here, I'll send it to you. I don't want to have it sent to me. <laughs> it's already happening. Don't worry about it. As I've heard Scarlett Johansson say in interviews, there's no time for romance. they got to avenge. I've got to write that time mark down. <laughs> I really like Brazil in this movie. Like, this just makes me want to watch City of God and like something else right now. It's because how good this movie looks. Like, say what you will about the overall quality of it. It's certainly a good-looking movie. Like, they went to town. I'm like, hey, we got the location. Let's use it. Uh-oh, Stan Lee's about to die. <laughs> I like how Stanley kills himself. Possibly, well, possibly his best cameo. Bad soda. Bad soda. This is Stanley's dramatic performance right here. Oh no, true believers! Excelsior. Excelsior. To the his Thor cameo was awesome. Which is his Thor? Oh yeah, yeah, his Thor cameo. Yeah, yeah, the truck pull. Truck driver, yeah. Yeah. I love seeing Stanley and things. Like, every time he pops up, it's always like, hey, Stan's here. I think my favorite was uh, Iron Man 2, where he walked by and he's like, not now, half. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's that's Iron Man 1. Oh, I'm sorry. Iron Man 2 is the Larry King one. He's like, he's dressed as Larry King. Damn, John Favreau. I like Iron Man 2, still. Ugh. I can agree that I can agree that it's it's the weakest of the. Let's go. Let's let's ask that question. What do you, what do you guys think is the best and weakest of these these five films that have come out so far? I would say that Iron Man two is the weakest of them, and I'm honestly I leaning towards I'm honestly leaning towards Captain America now is my favorite one. What? Oh oh, I think it has like a weak one. No, not the weak one. Right. Anyone that watches Spartacus, by yeah. the way, should realize that that's Doctore on screen with William Hurt, but that's that's a side thing. Anyway, I agree with uh, Captain America. That's definitely my favorite. I like Thor. I, I like Thor too. I like sense. yeah. I like Thor. Yeah, yeah. The key is I don't I don't dislike any of these movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I the the more I like the more I watch this one, the more I like it. Uh, I kind of just dis, dismissed it as the weak link in the chain before, but now I see it. It fits pro- really tightly into the continuity they're setting up in this Marvel movie universe. But yeah, I'd probably have to put. Even though I really liked it a lot, I'd have to put Iron Man two at the bottom of the list and probably cap at the top. Yeah, and I think Iron Man two. It's just it feels like it. You could take that movie out, and you would still have all you need to fill up fill up for the Avengers. Like nothing really necessary. No, nothing really necessary happens in that movie. It seems. You said. Well, I mean, if if that were the only Marvel movie, if that were the, I mean, the other four weren't out there, I would love it to death. But comparatively. I, you know, I would think that would be like the the, the bottom of my list of yeah. five. And this, <laughs> it, I like see, I like Iron Man two more as a comedy than an action movie because there's really no action in that movie. There's the there's like the Mickey Rourke 
there's the fight scene in the towards the beginning of Monaco, and then there's the ending action sequence, and then a lot of talking is the rest of the movie, which is not a bad thing. And especially when you have Sam Rockwell and Don Cheadle and Robert Downey Jr. and Mickey Rourke and Gwyneth Paltrow and whoever else is in that because that movie has an insane cast. But it's like it's not the most exciting of all the, of all of them. John Slattery. That's one. See, but like the, the the action scene in Monica, like the beginning of it is amazing. Yeah. Then stupid John Favreau comes <laughs> and like this Popeye cartoon, and it totally like pops <laughs> that the scene had. I like because it has the suitcase thing. It's awesome. <laughs> and Pepper's like, oh my god, ah! and he's like reversing and hitting uh, Mickey Rourke over and over again. It's like, that's why because I think I mean too. It's like a, it's a giant screwball comedy. That's what the movie is. It's like it plays. Yeah, if if you look at it that way, it's hilarious. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, look at Sam Rockwell's ultimate weapon is called the ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Rockwell is yeah. amazing in that movie. He, he, he does that dance before. He does that dance. And I love Sam Rockwell dancing. Anytime he dances, I get like, has ha let's go back to Hulk. We're talking about Iron Man 2 too much. <laughs> Did they already use the snake cam yet, or am I ahead of you guys? Um, No, they're I think they're, no, they're using it right now. Using it right now. Very Splinter Cell. Yeah. <laughs> Did the dog chew it? Not yet. How do you keep jumping ahead, Abe? Stop saying that, Abe. What are you watching it? Now he's chewing it. Okay. What are you watching at one and a half speed? What are you doing over there? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is. I think my version just has your version is the director's cut that chopped out. <laughs> it is some fan edit where they chopped out like various seconds to speed up the pace by ever so slightly. Could be. <laughs> All right, they blew the door, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, what are we, what are we talking about? Oh no! They just. Oh no! Elaborate boy wig. <laughs> I like Tim Roth in this movie a lot. Tim Roth is great. Anyway, yeah, because it's like, why is it? Anyway, the same reason I like Ed Norton in this. It's like, why is Ed Norton in this movie? Why is Tim Roth in this movie? This is a great. Kid. Why is William Hurt in this movie? Like, they all just decide to be in the Incredible Hulk, and it's like, all right, I can deal with that. You forgot to mention yeah. Phil Dunphy. No, I didn't. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Phil Dunphy's in here too. He's in it. I, I, <laughs> I had the same feeling about uh, Jeff Bridges in the first Iron Man movie, though. I was like, really, Jeff Bridges is the villain? But I thought he did a great job. All the Marvel okay, at first, I was like, the dude? The evil dude? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, good point, Jordan. Yeah, all the Marvel movies do have great Like, uh, Captain America, it's like yeah. Tommy Jones, Toby Jones. Stanley Hugo Tucci, Hugo. who's, like, like yeah. amazing. And this every time, I, every th that's why I think I like Cap the most. I think because everything about it, every time I watch it, it clicks even more. Like, Stanley Tucci and Tommy Lee Jones are amazing in that movie. Haley Atwell is, like, the best, probably the best female character in, among these Marvel movies. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Cap Captain in skinny mode is such like it's so much he's so earnest it's ridiculous how yeah. attached I am to that character before he becomes giant Chris Evans it's just every time I watch the grenade scene I'm like oh he's taking it that's so hardcore that's awesome <laughs> I mean it just goes to show if you get the right caliber director writer and actors together on these properties you can do them in, you know in this in the, I mean I, I I don't know I never thought I would see these this level of movie you know um movie production for, you know, comic book movies back book right, movies, in the right. 80s as yeah. a kid, you know? I mean, look, the, I mean, before Bat, before Tim Burton's Batman, I mean, look at all the the comic book, you know, uh, TVs and movie, you know, TV and movies up to that point. You, Pause real you quick. Not, Parkour scene. He just falls off the building. All right, keep going. <laughs> Sorry. Wasn't it, uh, wasn't it a law that they had to have a parkour scene in every movie this year? <laughs> <laughs> Was this the same year as uh, Die Hard uh, 4? I believe it was. Or no, Punisher Warzone. 
Oh yeah, it was the same year as Punisher Warzone. It wasn't the same. Yeah, no, Die Hard Four was the year before. It was oh seven. Okay, but still, still that same year where parkour was everywhere. So like District B thirteen came out and. Oh god, I want to say oh, I want to say oh seven as well. Let's see. Yeah, even like the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh, earlier, it's oh five. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants two had a parkour scene. It was pretty intense. It was yeah. Like, you know, Ugly Betty was running away from the. <laughs> was it uh, Casino Royale that had? Casino Royale, had, yeah, that was oh seven. Yeah, that was. Or is that oh seven? Is that oh six? God, losing my dates these days. That was um. That's oh six, I think. Yeah, oh six. Oh six, yeah. This is a cool scene. I like all this stuff, all this action stuff that doesn't even involve Hulk is fun. It's just see mainly because I just really like the favela location. It's just so cool. I like the uh, Terry too. The way he uh, directs his action sequences are very clear. It's very clear what's going on. Yes. You know what I mean? A lot of times things can get muddled or lost, but mm -hmm. he still gets that kinetic feeling, and yet you know exactly where Ed Norton is in relation to. Yeah. As pursuers, you know. and that's why you know, I mean, say what you will about the transporter movies. I like those movies, and they're well made for the most part. And Unleashed, also, like it. even Clash of the Titans, while it's not a great movie, I think that was more studio things and Terrier's problem. And it's there's some of the stuff in there, like the giant scorpion battle scene, is fun. Is fun. By the way, what are the odds? He runs into the, the same bald, ugly people that he works with at the soda cane factory during his chase of Tim Roth. I guess you could say it's comical. <laughs> and, shut up, Dave. And then um, <laughs> Tim Roth happens to see an anonymous person walk into a building, so he assumes that it was Bruce Banner. <laughs> All right, 187. Wow, he must burn so many calories. Well, look, he stopped doing those breathing exercises. The guy's fit. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's back at work. I mean, Ed Norton, you know, he go he goes to Fight Club. <laughs> That's where he was. He was like he was at his house in Fight Club in the opening scene. Exactly. It's the new one that he and Tyler were opening uh, down in Brazil. It just corresponded with his gamma ray poisoning. <laughs> also, Captain America is the most stylish of all the movies. Getting back to that. Yeah, they were super smart to, yeah. to set it in World War II as well. Yeah, it works. Yeah, it works well as a as a period act as a period war film, and it's just a stylish film. Like even the early ons, where you see like the the Stark Expo in the background, things like that. It's just very. That's true. It's very clear that it, it feels like a comic book movie, but it also has that kind of that it has that war spirit as well. It's a good mix of a lot of things, and that's why like uh, Joe Johnson, who did Rocketeer, like his direction in that movie seemed very. It seemed perfectly attuned to it. Like I mean, he has an affinity for, like, period action. Like, he like he did uh, October Sky, and he did Rocketeer, like I said. Like, he, he clearly, he likes that time period, that retro kind of time period, and, it's, and it showed in Captain America as well. Here, like, Incredible Hulk, this is more like a B-action movie, like, as I said earlier. Iron Man... Iron, Iron Man doesn't have... I mean, the first Iron Man doesn't have too much style in terms of John Favreau was putting himself into a giant superhero world for the first time. Iron Man 2, like I said, feels more like a screwball kind of comedy. They don't have, like, signature styles to them where you're like, oh, this is a John Favreau film. But, um, let's see. Thor has all the... <laughs> Thor, half the movie's shot in Dutch angles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ugh. Well, you know, I, I think it, it works. It, it does it, work. It, it works. It doesn't bother me that much. No, it doesn't bother me. It, it emphasizes the Shakespearean aspect of it. 
I agree. And, you, and again, like you were saying before, another great cast, Anthony Hopkins, Tom Huddleston, oh, yeah. Idris Elba, you know. Rene um, Russo. <laughs> Rene Russo. <laughs> For like two lines. <laughs> but still, it's Rene Russo. But yeah, Thor, yeah. yeah, Thor is a lot of, I watched that again, as I said, I watched them all. Thor is, that's a fun movie. That is, a, that's. For especially for being Thor, like I had no idea. Like, I I was in the I was in the minority of people that were looking forward to Thor simply because I thought it was just going to be this great over the top fun thing. But it it kind of is that at the beginning, but then it just becomes a great kind of character movie with Thor and, and Loki and Odin. Just that relationship is really well handled, and it's hilarious too. It I is mean, that fish out of water stuff. Yeah, it's like paged twice or something like that. So we're almost a half hour into the movie before we even see the Hulk. Yeah. And we don't even see him all that well. One of the things I did appreciate about this version way more than the Ang Lee version is that the Hulk did not resemble Shrek as he did (laughs) in the Ang Lee version. Uh, Made made him look more like a textured skin. And uh, I don't know, I was more... I was much happier with the effects in this than I was in the Ang Lee version. I I can agree with that, but let's, uh, let's talk about that a little bit. What do we think of the Ang Lee version of Hulk? Jim, what do you think of the English version of Hulk um, as a whole? I thought it was kind of overblown. I just thought, you know, it, it, it just, I, there, there, I call it the midichlorian complex. When someone over embellishes on a great concept, you know, you have a good concept. It's simply explained in just a few words. You don't need to over embellish and go, you know, explain more and more and more. And I thought that was the problem with English Hulk. There's too much, too many layers added to it, you know, with the whole uh, daddy issues and everything. And just too many, too much explanation. That's what I really appreciate about this. They got all the origin, explanation, everything out of the way in the credit sequence, and then went right to the you know right to the action of the movie. Jordan, um, you know the first time I liked it, but upon subsequent viewings, I, I've I've become less and less enchanted with it. Abe, I never saw it. Yeah, I I think it's worth seeing at least once. It's in, it's interesting. It's I, a big but it's an failure. I think it's I think it's very ambitious. I really oh, I really loved Angley's direction in that movie in terms of how he shot it. He shot it like a comic book where you have literally multiple panels oh. in the same shot. Like and it just and it's it, it was really interesting. It was really interesting to see Angley, uh, you know, a, a director who's you know, he's he's a he's a uh, to put it what a specific way, he's an art house director directing this giant Hulk movie. And I think it was clear that there was just way too, there's way too much going on. Like Jim said, it's way too embellished. There's a lot that the whole father angle really drags down the movies. As I said, it's like two and a half hours and it's way too long. And it, yeah, it, it draws too much in the whole, the whole family dynamic between Bruce Banner and his father. But, and the effects are also kind of like, there's the whole fight scene in the woods. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that like you with oh, like the, 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 the mutant dogs. Yeah. And it's, like, really inconsistent and weird to watch. But, I mean, Eric Bana was... I really liked Eric Bana as Bruce. I think he was I think he was really solid. And uh, the same with uh, what's, uh, Jennifer Connelly. I mean, that you have Jennifer Connelly. I mean, that's... that's mm-hmm. Nick Nolte. <laughs> Nick, Nol- Nick Nolte is playing very angry Nick Nolte. <laughs> and... Uh, but yeah, the, I, in terms of in terms of the movie as a whole, I think it's yeah, it's our it's a very okay to, to the most. But I really love the direction of that movie, and I really I wish it was a better movie because I admire how he filmed it so much. Yeah, well, his original 
you turn into the studios, every shot had that uh, comic book aesthetic with the panels. Like every frame had that. And, then, and they looked at him like, no, we're not having this movie. <laughs> Complete like panels for two and a half hours. Fix it. Uh, it compromised. And, and now it's, uh, it's what you see. Which I, I agree, that would have been too much. Yeah, if it was there all the time. But, you know, in doses, I liked it. I liked it. It was, yeah. it was a neat way. To, I mean, I haven't seen a movie like that before. It was really cool. Right. I also like that in that Hulk, opposed to this Hulk, in that Hulk, when Hulk got angrier, he got bigger. I, I kind of like that aspect. This way, he's, a, he's very consi- he's consistent throughout. Mm-hmm. Once he hulks out, he hulks out. Sometimes doing the right thing ain't doing the right thing. Sorry. And I could be wrong, but it could just be shady special effects. But it seems like at, at certain moments... He's almost paying homage to certain like um, um, classic monster films, like King Kong. Like, th- there's one part where he's running, and it looks almost like stop motion animation. Um, I, I, I've, I've never been sure if, if that's him paying homage or if that's kind of crappy effects. Well, I, I think it was a mix of both. He, I mean, the effects weren't amazing, and he had the uh, right. Yeah, let's uh, let's pause for a second because the the sad Hulk the sad Hulk music is coming on right now, and it's amazing that they put that in here also it's something we didn't mention before is the little days without incident counter yeah which yeah. I, I thought was a really uh, cool touch you know reminded me of when i worked at a factory you know x amount of days without an accident those who don't know the sad hulk music that is the uh in the old TV series, basically, whenever Bruce Banner kind of left town, the Sad Hulk music would play. It's, it's, it's entertaining to to use and to make reference to or use. And we'll probably put it in the episode at this point. Now. <laughs> Thank you for shielding me, old man. Shield. Uh, it comes, comes up next. for an action film. Like, it is. That's yeah. It's it's on I the move. Never slows down. It's supposed to be the antithesis of of Lee's Hulk. It, yeah, that's. I mean, that goes into why Marvel wanted their movie a certain way, opposed right. to oh, and, yeah. yeah, because they knew what happened the first. Now we can we can read some facts and go a little see how those results turned out, which I'll do right now. And by the way, Tim Roth is very short compared to William Hurt. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a well, lot William- of. A lot of people think that the first Hulk was a bomb and that this Hulk was a success, but actually they made about the same amount of money. That's right. Uh, I think actually Ang Lee's Hulk might have made a little more, come to think of it. Um, the pacing might, or the pacing, the uh, the rating might. Ratings are about the same too, I believe, actually. Let me find that. Let me see. Oh, now the sad Hulk music's playing. <laughs> Edward Norton begging for change? That's crazy. Where is Angley's full others? Enjoy this color, because we're not going to have this for a while after they leave Brazil. (laughs) I enjoy that the first fight with the whole is shot like a horror movie almost. 
Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, both. Uh, okay, here we go. The Incredible Hulk and Hulk were both uh, both on like the mid '60s for Rotten Tomatoes. Um, let's see. That's interesting, considering the reputation they have with uh, most of the fans I know. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. Most, most most people who are into comics or into the comic culture really uh, talk down Ann Lee's version and, and talk up this version, but it's. Uh, you're saying they're just about equal on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes, and, and yeah. And um, let's see, this the Hulk went grossed 132 million domestically, and this the Incredible Hulk grossed. Where is it? Why can't I find this? Here, I'll go worldwide because I can find that easier. Uh, 263 for the Incredible Hulk, and. 245 for Hulk. So, you know, not mm. not too much of a difference. And the budget was about the same. 137 for Hulk. 150 for the Incredible Hulk. So, if anything, <laughs> the Incredible Hulk actually made less not, If we go ratios on this. Not to break in, but uh, General Ross is now talking about the Super Soldier Serum. Oh, yeah. Uh, with Tim Roth. Yeah, one thirty-four domestically for Incredible Hulk. So I mean, yeah, they they did about the same business and were regarded about the same in terms of critics. And but yeah, Ang Lee's Hulk just got a bad. It has it. It's it feels like a black sheep, in that could be lumped with some of the other lesser Marvel films like um, Elektra or. Uh, I won't speak ill of Ghost Rider because we all love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ghost Rider. We all loved Ghost Rider. <laughs> no, we didn't. We kind of like Ghost Rider too. <laughs> Nicholas yeah. Cage, the actor that bludgeons you with his acting. How old's Tim Roth? I gotta look this up because he says he's like 39 in this movie. But like the wars aged him. <laughs> How old was he when he made this movie? Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see this. Another day to that incident encounter. Well, yeah, he had to travel all the way up to Virginia. He's fifty now. This came out in 08. So he was what, 40, 46, yeah. 45. So because William Hurt guesses that he's forty five, so he looks about his age, but he's like he's playing younger, but just. War worn. I think isn't this where the Lou Ferrigno? Uh, no, 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 that's a, I, Oh no, is it now or is it? No, it's later on because he has to get his pizza job first. Yeah, sorry. And sorry to blow the reveal of the cameo. <laughs> yeah, my bad. You're bad. No, it's the high point of the movie. I like the um, I like Ed Norton's blending in as the creepy janitor at the college right now. <laughs> What's Jenner hide behind that tree? He's you... using the Spike Spiegel look when from uh, Cowboy Bebop the movie. Which which look is that? Eh? <laughs> oh, when when Spike goes to the uh, the compound and then he's got a oh as a janitor. From... Okay, I see what you as doing. a janitor. Okay. Yeah. 
I love Cowboy Bebop. That's where he barely makes it out of there because he fights that girl, right? I'm trying to think of the line. The movie. Like, I love a girl. Yeah. Kick my ass. Now I, the crusty old space pirate, will give you a kernel of wisdom. <laughs> Spike, if you don't want broccoli and beef, then you gotta get more bounties. <laughs> That's my jet. <laughs> Hold on, Phil Dumpy's coming in, but we don't see him yet. Claire's going to be pretty pissed. My mind works in ways where I just see why he's in this movie. It's because he was in Dawn of the Dead, so he has a universal connection, so that's why he's in this movie. <laughs> and then he marries Julie Benz. Exactly. <laughs> then he marries Darla. Darla was in Buffy, and, and now Joss Whedon's doing the Avengers. It all connects! <laughs> I watched this movie the other day and mistakenly thought that this was an old Italian man when he's actually just a regular New Yorker. But I'm still going to apply an Italian accent to him anyway. <laughs> Is that little Brucey Banna? <laughs> Brucey, you look hungry! Brucey Banna, come in here right now and give you a calzone to fatten you up. You're so thin. <laughs> You're so thin and angry. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he owns a pizza shop, right? It seems, like, perfectly reasonable. I, I think the movie would be that much better if he had a, just a wild Italian accent as opposed to... It looks like Luigi from The Simpsons. Like, he does. Yeah. I was going to say, you want him to sound like Mario from Mario, you know, like Super Mario. But, but instead, he's just, he's, just it's a, a, he's just a New York Jew. That's, like, what he has his role in this movie. <laughs> he's, a, he's an older version of Albert Brooks in Drive. Oh, Lou Ferrigno. Are you ahead again, Abe? Am I ahead again? <laughs> All right, let me know when he's... Uh, he's riding up in his inconspicuous shades. Okay, now he's about to run into the building to beat Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, okay, he just met Lou Ferrigno. All right, well, I, I'm on the second shot of Lou Ferrigno. Okay. Probably... Now. He's, he's there. Sorry. He's telling me that he has an extra medium. He's giving Lou Ferrigno a pizza. Yeah. I'd give, I'd give Lou the large. <laughs> I, he was all like, get out of here, kid. The medium's fine. Did I tell you what happened at WonderCon with Lou Ferrigno? Did you meet Lou Ferrigno? He was behind me, and he went beep, beep, because he was holding food in his hand, so he wanted me to move out of his way so he could walk back to his table. <laughs> so I got beep, beep by Lou Ferrigno. Was it like a deep, beep, beep? Beep, beep. No, it was really like, it was like, beep, beep. It was, <laughs> I was like, what is that? And I turned around, it's like giant Lou Ferrigno's behind me. Oh, this is where I killed my girlfriend, almost. That's what Ed Norton's thinking. He's flashing back to the credit sequence. Obviously, he's using Ghostbusters technology. Yep. Here's Martin Starr's cameo, for anyone that knows who Martin Starr is. In a second. Yeah. Pizza. Oh, hey. Pizza can bribe your way into anywhere. <laughs> Freaks and Geeks, Martin Star, <laughs> or Party Downs, Martin and Adventureland. Adventureland's Martin Star. I think he's on. He's currently on. Oh, what's that show? On Adult Swim, like NTSF SUVSD. I think I said it right. Actually. Oh, the Paul, the Paul, the Paul Shear show. Paul Shear show. Yeah, he's he's one of the keys on the cast of that. S NTSF SUVSD. 
He has a great podcast too. Uh, how did this get made? Yeah, that's a, yeah. Got a po- I gotta check that yeah, out. Paul how did this get him, made? Him and uh, Jason Manzukis, who are who's also he, like Paul Shear's on the league, and Jason Manzukis is frequently on the league as a character as well. And uh, Paul Shear's wife is also on that. Yeah, they, they, Wait, which guy from the league? From the league? Well, yeah. Paul Shear on the league and uh, Rafi. Rafi. Oh, Rafi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, they do that show. It's so they, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> How did this get made? Yeah, that's a, it's a fun podcast where it's, it's just those three and they have a guest and they just talk about movies that are bad but really fun to watch. Like what they just do. They did like 88 minutes pretty recently. Um, they had, my favorite episode so far was for Punisher Warzone. Oh, they Punisher actually Warzone. had Lexi, Ale- they had Lexi Alexander, the director of Punisher Warzone, explaining uh, why she ended up making the movie she made. Yeah, so. that was that was an excellent episode. Yeah, that really that was both hilarious and provided a lot of. And Pat Oswalt was on that one too. Yeah, that that provided a lot of insight on the. Oh, Phil Dunphy, mile a minute. My mind is thinking. <laughs> they have, yeah, that was a good one to go over. Punisher Warzone. <laughs> I'm still thinking he's just the Italian guy. Is that to Betty Ross back here with her with her, with her wonderful boyfriend? I'm gonna get please, you. Please, I will see that counter. You two get a little personal pizza pie that you can share between the two of you. <laughs> Maybe have a spaghetti and a meatball. And whoops, you put the noodle in your mouth, and it's the same noodle. And oh, you're kissing. I can't wait for our listeners to hear this. By the way, thank you for sticking this this far into the incredible Hulk podcast commentary. Slow motion. Liv Tyler's like, did I just see Ben Affleck? Is this Armageddon too? Is she going to start talking in Elvish now? <laughs> with her deep voice. No, but Phil Dumpy's going to woo her back with animal crackers. It would have been better if he was in the dumpster. That really purses my lips. Abe, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're still like two seconds ahead, I think. All right. Does he have a sad look in his Sam face? Sam Elliott wanted to reprise his role. They said, no like way, Sam. Man. That would have been nice. That's William Hurt. William, William Hurt's God. not exactly a bad substitute for Sam Elliott. No. i got to turn my computer to something else because I just have like this weird picture of it's Tim still. Roth on Wikipedia going on. Poor Sam. Poor Sam. Hey, you know, he gets invited back for the sequels. Jordan, you know, some, Jordan, sometimes the, uh, you know, you eat the bar and sometimes the bar eats you. Or Sam Elliott. Golden Compass. I'm going to drive on every road in this city until I find him. And Norton really needs a hood. He has a hood. His hair is perfectly combed. He has a hoodie, but he's not wearing the hood for some reason. In the pouring rain. Not on the Universal backlot. Of course not. Can't be. Probably not. This is this is live. De- definitely not the set. universal backlot. <laughs> He's like, who are you? <laughs> Hope no speak English. Good. He talks like that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great conversation between an Italian pizza man and the Hulk, then. <laughs> it's a Hulk. He's all grown up now. I'm big, all right. <laughs> More pasta sauce. I'm wearing glasses, so I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> she just has glasses on now. 
It's her rain glasses, so she can see better. Did she give him a USB yet? She's doing it right now. Damn it! You suck. Yeah, I'm just gonna wait like 10 seconds. Yeah, you should be behind yeah. us so you can catch up. <laughs> yeah. Abe, I still can't believe you're not going to the uh, Marvel Marathon. I have work. Your work. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I have school, but you know what? I ain't going. Wait, <laughs> wait, hold on. Omar's in this movie? Or who's Omar in this movie? Like the wires, Omar? Yes, the wire. Yeah, no, it, I'm, re I'm reading IMDb trivia, and it's like Norton wrote a part specifically for Michael Kenneth Williams because he was a big full. He was a big fan of his work on the wire. Who is he in this movie? Probably a biology professor. You know, he reprised his role in Community. In the Community. <laughs> <laughs> I must find this. Who does he play? I'm pretty sure this says Stark Tech on it. Uh, the Vita Ray, which we also saw in uh, Captain America. Yep. Hmm. It all ties together. Is he using the tongue to pull out the super serum? Harlem Bystander. That's Omar's role in this. Harlem Bystander? Obviously not typecast. <laughs> We, so now we have to look out for Omar, Omar and the Wire in this movie. How are we gonna do that? That's well, it's in Harlem, so that's at the end of the end. That's at the end when they're fighting. Cool. Because that's where they fight in Harlem. They, they they take it to the streets. We gotta start saying stuff like Omar coming. He is coming. I'm like slowly rewatching it right now. I'm going through the first season. For the oh. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good season. Yep. And uh, I got to the part where Omar almost takes out Avon. And guns, guns get shot at. <laughs> That's the only where Avon runs into like the barbershop. Yeah. yeah. Tim Roth signed on the Hulk film because he was a big fan of the Incredible Hulk, as well as to please his comic book fan sons. On set, he constantly asked whether this would be a cool shot for his kids to see him in. He thoroughly enjoyed playing Blonsky, but found it difficult to shoot since Blonsky's over-the-hill state he could not work out. But he had hired a personal trainer to assist him in motion capturing the Abomination's movements. Edward Norton and Tim Roth filmed their Hulk abomination faces on a stage using motion capture and 37 digital cameras. Roth enjoyed using the motion capture technique because it rem reminded him of fringe theater. See, that's the other thing. I know Mark Ruffalo plays the Hulk in the Avengers, and that's the first time that someone's played the or that the actors played the Hulk. I guess literally, since Bill Bixby wasn't playing the Hulk either, he had Lou Ferrigno, so like no one ever plays the Hulk. And Norton's like, she's going to come into my room. I think I'm still ahead of you guys. Tim Roth just walked in. like shirt. Without a shirt. <laughs> it makes sense, though, later on. You're like, oh, he's got a shirt off again, but now he's all buff. Good job, Tim Roth, for managing to keep that, you know, that same level of beard throughout this entire movie, by the way. I was just going to say, you think he would have at least shaved. You know, he's a military guy. He's trained. Are they sticking him in the neck with needles right now? Nope. Now they are. Now they are. Okay. Is he turning upside down? Now he is. Okay, I think I'm like a millisecond ahead. It's the outsiders. Oh, this is a bad scene. <laughs> God. 
Ooh. Oh, yeah. Right in there. It's like a bone marrow. I think they, like, put something in his mouth or something like that. <laughs> Just let him, like, take it. <laughs> That's the last time he gets an enema. Is that little girl playing hopscotch? Yeah. Cool. Presumably on the Universal Backlot. <laughs> oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Liverpool. see you there. So, uh, you think I'll get the job as the mailman? Button, another button up. Yeah. Uh oh, storms are brewing. They went to the Xavier School? Yeah, for the gifted. In the comics, the Abomination possesses pointed ears. Louis Terrier wanted this to, characteristic to appear in the film, but reasoned that the Hulk would bite them off, a la Mike Tyson on Avenger Holerfield, which was considered too intense for a PG-13 film. <laughs> I like that bit of trivia. <laughs> yeah, the Abomination in the comics looks more reptilian. Yeah, but I, I, you kind of get that in this movie. They went with that look in the uh, new Avengers cartoon, too. The, the look in the film, or the... The look from uh, the original the comics. comics, like he looks more yeah. like a reptile. All right. He wants to know who jumped the gun. They're really, ru- they're really ruining this ultimate frisbee course <laughs> for the students. Tim Roth just gets all of a sudden really fast. Now he's getting really fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, okay, so. This entire act, don't you think, like, there's just one guy that could have used, like, a sniper trank bullet to take him out very inconspicuously? (laughs) What what do we do? Well, we could all surge on him at once, or we could plant one guy in a tree and take him out. Hey, man, go big or go home. (laughs) Plus, Tim Roth wants to try out his new uh, enhancements. Yeah, well, Tim Roth could, you know... (laughs) If if we all go... He's not even American, come on. (laughs) Yeah, how did he get that rank? <laughs> well, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's been doing it for years, so. Did you catch this footage in uh, Iron Man 2, where they show the news yeah, clip? Yeah, that's how he, because when we watched the, uh, all the, when, we, when I did my Marvel marathon, we uh, watched them in a literal chronological order, so we were literally yeah. pausing and stopping the film in different spots to match up with the timeline of the Marvel films. <laughs> Not an easy process to do, but it worked. <laughs> Is Liv Tyler going Tina and Square on you guys? Yeah, she's about to burn. Yeah. She's, she's, she's about to put a flower on the giant tank. <laughs> Just blow her head, her yeah. head off. Yeah, it's, it's very Watchmen. Liv Tyler really gets angry at her dad here, but uh, I wouldn't be too mad if William Hurt was my dad. <laughs> By the way, watch watch this where they shoot the uh, the tear gas into the windows. It's going to go through one window, but not the other window behind it somehow. <laughs> here we go, here it comes. Shoot two canisters. They, they conveniently stop short of the other window. <laughs> Well, there must be a lot of friction from that first. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like they go right through, <laughs> which would have been hilarious. Uh, 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Looks like Edorn just smelled the fart. <laughs> <laughs> it smells so bad, it's like, he's just dying. Okay, so yeah, Jordan, you, you said the first one, the first Hulk scene is like a horror movie. Um, this one is like a straight-ahead, this is a straight-ahead action scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I have my volume pretty low, but the Hulk's roars are really loud <laughs> still on my Yeah. <laughs> I can still hear them coming out. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Hulk's got... Oh, here we go. We got some We got some Hitchcock zooms going on right here. And then Liv Tower gets nothing. <laughs> God, he's loud. This guy's like bloody nose. Like, what the hell? Alphatine Al is, let's shoot bullets at him. That's never worked in the past, so why not? Humvee parkour! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. They are really messing up that field. Oh, there's, there's going to be so many donations from S.H.I.E.L.D. to fix this up. <laughs> Hulk, stop! Oh, that's, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in this action sequence. <laughs> Guys, check this out. I'm catching somebody on my video phone. <laughs> Phones have video? I know, right? <laughs> Tim Roth's going in. <laughs> I got this, guy's style. Here we go. I, I, I know the Ang Lee Hulk uh, has its like uh, good points or whatever, but you got to admit the action and the, uh, the CGI is much better in this one. Oh, yeah, I think, sure. anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, this puts the... the sorry. <laughs> Abe. <laughs> <laughs> this puts the, uh, the the dogfight thing into shame of all this stuff. Although, Tim Roth doing all these crazy acrobatics is pretty hilarious. <laughs> My God. I do like the Hulk's doing a lot of signature things, like just picking up various objects and using them as like gloves and shields and things. And especially like smash. Yeah, whole, yeah, late in the movie, especially when he starts calling out his catchphrases and things like that. It's really clever. <laughs> I'll be very curious to see how much talking and stuff he does in the Avengers film. There's some big ass subwoofers. Did anyone play the uh, Hulk Incredible Destruction game? Negatory. I did. That was a great game. It was all like an open world game. You just basically went around and destroyed things. Yeah, it's that was just what a Hulk, just what a Hulk game should be. Yeah, exactly. It was like a lot of people think uh, Spider-Man Two is maybe one of the best like movie video game tie-ins because you you know you feel like Spider-Man. You're going around open world and Hulk. I'm not saying it's better than Spider-Man Two, but I do like that it kind of had that same application of let's just make an open world game where you're Hulk and you can literally tear ass around the entire city all you want to. And just crush things and pick up cars and make them in the boxing gloves and stuff. It's that's just a really fun game.
Even as the Hulk, he's still an engineer. It's a good thing they only brought, you know, two of these Sonic trucks, the only thing that seems to work in stopping Hulk. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm at 5340. I was typing it in, to be subtle. Oh. Um... All right, so the Hulk's smashing the hell out of those jeeps. Where's the gunship? <laughs> Get the bazooka! And now Tim Roth is still shorter than, <laughs> yeah, Tim Roth. than his co-star on the screen. Tim Roth is definitely shorter. <laughs> I like this right here where Tim Roth's like, come on, man! He just, like, beats the hell out of him. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, smashes his face in. Tim Roth's like, oh. Let me just, uh... No! Kick. <laughs> oh, God, it just smacks into the tree. I love the chemistry between those two, like, how Tim Roth like, hates Banner, but the Hulk just never really seems to, to share that, <laughs> that same animosity. He just seems, like, irritated by him. Yeah, he's just like, why does this, why does this fly keep pecking at me? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, he's his nemesis, and Hulk's just like, who are you? <laughs> By the way, um, <laughs> uh, General Ross is a terrible father. He can't even, you know, see where his daughter is. Right in front of the Hulk. <laughs> he must have gone to the Rick and Lori school. Exactly, parenting. exactly. Parents of the year. <laughs> no. Well, he's just an overall... <laughs> Terrible strategist. <laughs> how, yeah, he, how is he a general again? He makes the worst decisions. He needs, he needs, yeah, he, he and uh, General Stryker from X Men. <laughs> they're, they're made for each other. <laughs> By the way, I'm glad that Hulk was able to protect Betty from, you know, fire and explosions, and apparently oxygen was not a problem in that situation. Well, I guess she did pass out, so maybe it was. It's like twice or... in the movie he puts his daughter in harm's way. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good-looking movie, by the way. I can't. Yeah, I, I really like the, the the effects work on Hulk here. Hulk seen fire. Hulk seen rain. Especially in the fire like that. Too. Fire's not easy to pull off, so I thought that was pretty good. Yes. But I mean, it still doesn't look great, though. Oh yeah, I, well, because I, I in terms of like in terms of my view of this movie as like a very classy B movie, I'd say it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. The the um, Hulk is given weight in this version, which he wasn't in Ang Lee's. He just seems so light in Ang Lee's. Yeah, because he was bouncing, he was bounding all over yeah. the place. Yeah, he never seemed physical. Yeah, and, and at least in this one, he seems a bit more physical. Yeah, and, that, and that's something after the decade of, of technological advancement. And I, I'm hoping the Avengers pulls that out well. And just, you know, even in the trailers, you kind of see him like just hitting one plane and then running into another, or, like catching oh, yeah. Iron Man and like dragging on the bill. It just seems like yeah, they really want to add that aspect to it that he you know fits in the world. Yeah, I think if you if you really look at the trailers and look at some you know screen captures, you can tell they've really even gone further than this as far as rendering the Hulk, you know, effectively. 
Plus, I mean, in the trailer, you see him do so many cool Hulk things, like bouncing off buildings, like you said, and jumping on to, you know, just, you know, destruction, which is what the Hulk's all about. Okay, so, Jim, I have a feeling you've probably read this, because, you know, you are on the Legion of Dudes. You've read Hulk Gray, right? Yeah, by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Yes, who also did the uh, Long Halloween and uh, basically all the colors: Spider-Man Blue, Daredevil Yellow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this this whole scene very evocative of Hulk Gray. Right. But basically, panel for actually, I think the Blu-ray has a pretty cool special feature where you can like literally sh- like uh, see panel comparisons from that com- from specific comics and the movie, and yeah, this is like ripped straight out of Hulk Gray. Yeah, pretty much. This part is, and like I said, the earlier part with Mister Blue and Mister Green is from the Bruce Jones run. They, you know, um, they really borrowed from you know different uh, Hulk runs all through this actually. So, plus you have the classic, you know, Thunderbolt Ross chasing after the Hulk. I mean, now in comics, Thunderbolt Ross is okay. is a Hulk. He's the Red Hulk. So. And just to go go back to Hulk Gray a little bit, even the coloring of this scene, just the way it's kind of, it's it's almost desaturated to make Hulk appear to be grayer opposed to the regular green it's very muted in the scene i guess it just it feels like they were paying a lot of attention to trying to make this scene evoke that comic in particular oh i i agree you know, definitely you could tell the colors are washed out and the, and the lightning strikes and whatnot and i will call a little bit of foul on how big the characters are in various scenes because it seems a little out of continuity of how big Luke tyler is compared to the hulk right here <laughs> compared to other scenes in the film Abe, you're coming in a little low. Still low. I do like this scene, though. This is nice. Seeing Betty calm Hulk down. Although, watch when they wake up, because I'm very curious of how they arrived in that position. I think it was another scene. Yeah, there's this scene first. It'd be hilarious if um, Tim Roth's character was like in a hospital bed next to Colin Farrell's character in Daredevil. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Liv Tyler wakes up on top of Bruce Banner like this. How did she fall asleep exactly? Like, what? How did he hulk down? Like, was she on top of him before? And he just shrank eventually. Well, it was cold outside. Ho <laughs> ho <laughs> 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 oh. oh. Okay, I'll leave now. <laughs> she like lifts up his ripped pants just to look in. Like, what? <laughs> Mommy, that beautiful woman's helping that homeless man. <laughs> Product placement. It seems like Eric Norton's inspiration for de-hulking was act like a like a like a meth user who's in between his fix. 
No. You could you could cut this with the part when he uh, was doing uh, all the different chemistry stuff and have your own version of Breaking Bad starring Ed Norton. Exactly. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. <laughs> the Breaking Bad movie starring Ed Norton. Avery, you still there? Yeah. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> oh, I was just brushing my, uh, oh, my teeth. Now we just showed the USB port again. Is he uh, trying on purple pants right now? Yes, he's, he's about to pick up the pants. <laughs> yeah, this is the stuff that's in Iron Man 2, all this news footage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> A uh, little throwback, Jack McGee was the name of the reporter who chased after Bruce Banner Ooh. in the old TV show. Huh. Cool. Let's uh, name the character now in this new scene, the way to do it. It was like this incredible Hulk thing. We should all run with that. Oh, the Bates Motel. Okay. Free haircut. Live Tyler style. Don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> Sweet emotions. I'll keep doing this. <laughs> Is Alicia Silverstone going to come in now, too? <laughs> ben Affleck's going to show up and be like, What? I thought we were friends. That's your Ben Affleck accent? It's like Boston and soft, yeah. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> William... He's in on a gold mine. <laughs> <laughs> William Hurt based his performance of General Ross to Captain Ahab, the obsessive captain who endlessly chased Moby Dick. Well, he just acts like normal William Hurt, good old alcoholic <laughs> Hurt. <laughs> That's how I imagine he, he is on a Saturday night. No, I imagine William Hurt plays his character in broadcast news all the time, where he's just really dumb. <laughs> That's how he is all the time. He just doesn't know things. He just forgets things. <laughs> Stupid heart rate monitor, cock blocking. Okay, so all this happens, and it's like, oh yeah, that's nice, but we can't do this. But Liv Tyler totally makes a blowjob joke coming up. You can tell he's evil because he's smoking. <laughs> Not even a little excited? That's a blowjob joke if I ever heard one. <laughs> Blonsky. Why, why is angrier Janine Garofalo stunt double playing the woman? <laughs> Because Janine Garofalo was filming Mystery Men. 
part three. No, she was doing 24 at the time, probably. Anyone watch, like, the last season of 24, which had Jeannie Garofalo in there randomly? No, I did see a little bit of it, yeah. No, I did not. She's, like, in the show, but she, like, doesn't play anything that resembles Jeannie Garofalo. She just plays, like, a regular character. It's like, why is Jeannie Garofalo on the show? I see now that Tim Roth has a, a more sculpted body. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's yeah, uh, yeah. he's buff now. They set he that won. up. The Incredible Hulk came out in two thousand eight. Other comic films that came out in two thousand eight: The Dark Knight. I think some of you've heard of that. Mm -hmm. Iron Man, Hellboy two, The Golden Army, and oh, and, and Wanted. Wanted. Packed year for comic book movies. And yeah, Hellboy 2 is fantastic. Wanted, not so crazy about. I am not either, actually. I I really, I think, and that's a case of, what well, is both of the movies okay, and I really like the comic a lot, and I, I never figured that they would make that comic into a movie. That'd be, that'd be incredible if they were able to do that, but, uh, which Kick-Ass actually kind of did. Mark Millar's worlds are violent. They're crazy violent, so, but... Wanted so had, the characters are so unlikable that I can understand why you would never make that into a movie. But I was still kind of annoyed that there were suddenly webs of fate and things like that going on. I read like six months ago they were working on a sequel, and I thought for what really for Wanted? Yeah, yeah. They keep talking about it, and I keep seeing like Angelina Jolie's going to be, and it. it's like how? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hold on, let's 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 talk about the USB in the in the keyboard of like the oldest computer ever. <laughs> He's at a what can I say, man? Those mechanics know what they're doing, alright? You think his USB had a Norton security protection on there? <laughs> that did pop up on his screen did when it? he was on the computer uh, or yeah. Norton, yeah. Anytime I see computer screens with things popping up on them in comic book movies, I always think back to Watchmen now with, um, you know, Ozymandias' computer screen. When um, Night Owl breaks in, there's a file that says boys on it. That makes me laugh a lot. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> there he is, Tim Blake Nelson. <laughs> Again, a greatly cast movie, because what other comic book movie would you be like, Tim Blake Nelson is in this? Art house director and actor Tim Blake Nelson is in The Incredible Hulk. Oh, that'd be great. I'm surprised John Turturro hasn't been in one of these movies yet. He's done the fucking... Too busy doing Transformers. Transformers movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like hey, I um, I read that mm -hmm. uh, I re I mentioned uh, the Coen Brothers for Cabin in the Woods. What reminded me of it? Yeah. I I read that Joss Whedon was very inspired by Barton Fink when he was writing Cabin in the Woods. Oh. Yes, they're in the truck driving now. She's got her glasses, her driving glasses on. It's a long stare she just gave to Edward Norton. I don't know how they didn't crash into anything. No, Liv Tyler is no. She's she's a she's she got super driving powers. Everybody knows Betty Ross is an amazing driver. <laughs> Betty Draper is really fat, and Betty Ross is a good driver. That's that's how we go.
Now we are. Yeah, there's Tim Roth's sculpted body of it. He's like very, very skinny. It's yeah. like dying, and he's still incredibly short. <laughs> like everyone's taller than him. Seth, Seth Green is taller than him. <laughs> Day to view. That's short. <laughs> the Lorax is taller than him. Aww. <laughs> okay, now they're okay. Road construction. Sure. It's the Everybody Hurts video. <laughs> and that goes in the show notes. <laughs> I'm bummed out they never did another Phantom movie. The Phantom? Yeah. Billy Zane? Hell yeah. I, yeah, I like... I, I, I am a big supporter of the early 90s uh, superhero... The retro superhero movies. The Phantom, The Shadow, yeah. uh, Darkman, Dick, Dick Tracy, too. Dick Tracy, I can't wait for that. That movie comes out on Blu-ray, finally. I cannot wait. Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. Yeah. That movie is, is fantastic. That movie is Sin City before Sin City, with the way that that movie is kind of... I mean, just... Yeah, and, like, the, the, the character, like, the bad guys and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, just the yeah. over-the-topness of everything in that movie, and, like, the backgrounds are, like, these great, colorful matte paintings. That's why I just can't... I'm really hoping that it's a good Blu-ray, not just a crappy port. But... Wait, did you... Yeah, the whole, the whole color palette of that movie is, is like that, you know? I mean, the whole production. Yeah, it's, You're right. It's, it's a great, great... That was, like, a movie I grew up with watching, so I was just really happy... Wait, when is it coming out on Blu-ray? It comes out in August or no October. It comes oh, out like okay. later, yeah, later on in the year. The DVD is terrible. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. Oh. So like, there's a lot because it's um, it's a Touchstone, and there's a yeah. lot of a lot of Disney Touchstone movies coming out in the Blu-ray. Fine, like Gross Point Blank, High Fidelity. I mean, Gross Point Blank is my favorite movie of all time, but High Fidelity, that um, Ed Wood, like all these movies are coming out on Blu-ray finally, and it's like, yay. Yeah, the Ed Wood DVD is kind of mediocre. Yeah. Yeah, Dick Tracy. That's just a movie that would look great on Blu-ray if they did it right. They put the nice transfer into it. But let's get back to this. Samuel Stearns is on screen. Tim Blake Nelson looking as hip as a 45-ish year old man can. <laughs> Probably older. <laughs> Where is he? Let me see. Okay. Oh, no, I called it. Yeah, he's like 43 in this movie. I like how he's wearing blue as well, too, really emphasizing the Mr. Blue versus the Mr. Green. <laughs> <laughs> or he just loves Cookie Monster. It, well, both, it's probably both of those things. <laughs> yeah, I do like the way this, they kind of set this up, this thread up for, you know, a possible leader, um, you know, down the road or whatever. Yeah, that's really cool. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see something like that in the Avengers. Maybe we'll just randomly pop up at the end. Like, don't forget about me, guys. <laughs> I that his character is filmed at exactly the right moment. Yeah, again, yeah, again this movie, it really just goes. Like, it doesn't let up. Pace? Yeah, the pace it, is really good. It's a really strong... It's a strong... B I keep saying a B-movie, and when I, when I say B-movie, I mean, it's just... It's not... It doesn't feel like it's trying to be some, like a prestige picture. It just feels like it's... It knows what it is. It's an action movie that has the Hulk in it, and it just gets down to... 
gets down to the basics pretty quickly. Like we got that whole five minute opening credit sequence that just delivers what who the Hulk is, and we just hit yeah. the ground running. And that's not I don't think that's a bad thing in any way in terms of saying a B movie. I'm just saying that's kind of the spirit that this film has because it certainly oh, has, yeah. it certainly has an A budget, has an A cast, has an A filmmaking team involved. It's just that the tone of this movie suggests that, hey, let's just make a fun Hulk movie where you have Bruce Banner on the run, he's doing his thing, Hulk's out every now and then, there's some pretty cool action along the way, and you have, like, a team of talented actors also filling out these roles. I don't think it stands up with Captain America necessarily, just because I, I like that movie more. I think it's a tight... It's, it has better themes going... There's a lot... There's more things that I appreciate in that movie... But, like, I still like Hulk quite a bit. I like how Bruce Banner just kind of shows up at the door, so that means, like, all right, I got the whole lab ready. <laughs> <laughs> I had some college interns do it for me. <laughs> I didn't pay them. It's the, I the Nutty Professor's lab. I brought him some pizzas from your, your, your old man's pizza shop. <laughs> It's the Nutty Professor's lab. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Miss Purdy, I'm just going to set up a lab experiment after school. Maybe, maybe you want to come over for my uh, family dinner. <laughs> Do Sherman clump all day. <laughs> well, well, Mr. Dean, uh, don't, don't, don't mess with my gerbils now. I gotta, you know, they're all in a... <laughs> <laughs> they're like gerbils. <laughs> A lot of shirtless men in this movie, gotta say. What are you swabbing my temples with? Oh, it's just semen for some of the other lab studies. <laughs> it doesn't do anything, it's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is why you get Ed Norton. How do you act a scene like this? You get Ed Norton. Have you seen James Franco talking to his brother about green screen acting? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> so when you asked the question, that's you're, what I you're thought of. <laughs> now you're supposed to say James' equally famous brother, Dave Franco. Dave Franco, yeah. Davey. Or Fright Night and 21 Jump Street's Dave Franco. He's supposed to go to Berkeley, man. Berkeley! <laughs> God, Hulk has a roid rage in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just kidding, I never had an antidote. I don't know why she has to keep telling him to give him the antidote. Um, you know, I would have given him the antidote by now. I'm pretty sure Samuel Stearns is like hiding a huge like rage boner right now because he's so excited about everything that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> or a maybe a fear boner. Isn't that from the league as well? Yes, Just, it is. Like a fear boner. That was my joke. <laughs> a great episode. Ruby, call back. Call back, call back, call back. 
Not good de-hulking. It's too bad they never made a third Hulk with that Blake Mason as the villain. With what, sorry? Tim Blake Nelson. Oh, with the leader, yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool. I'd like to see it. Especially if they... Well, they kind of did when they had Peter Sarsgaard have, like, crazy giant tumors <laughs> in his head in Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> he apparently also had hepatitis because his eyes are all yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Green Lantern. <laughs> well, more like expensive Green Lantern. <sighs> people, people ask why movies cost so much sometimes, and The Incredible Hulk had like forty minutes of footage deleted from this movie. That's why. <laughs> you shoot a lot. <laughs> This command center staging area is like pretty elaborate. It's a it's a top notch college, eh? We're... Now they've got a sniper. This base command. I just saw the sniper. Hmm. He's, uh, he's checking out his own blood now, but I'll just pause. Okay, so All of a sudden, Jude Law just shows up, <laughs> Gattaca style. Oh, I think like as Jarvis like narrating. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like this where where Tim Roth's about to not need stairs because he's just gonna like climb up them using his super strength powers. Meanwhile, Tim Blake knows like, oh yeah, I cloned a, a ton of your blood. I just have blood out the yin yang coming here now. <laughs> There we go. Now Tim Roth's climbing the stairs. <laughs> he's like running on the walls and he's like Toad. He's Toad now. He's on the walls. Oh. Ray Park. Woohoo! They want to make it a weapon? Yeah, if you had giant Hulk penises running around, you'd be crazy. We'd end the war in Iraq so fast. With Hulk penises. I'm gonna say it again. Oh, no, I was just thinking, I was like, I think that sniper <laughs> was like, eh. The funny thing is, another comic book podcast I listen to, Cape Crisis, their, uh, um, their web address is hulkdick.com. <laughs> I'm not making that up. It's true. Uh, we gotta. We might have to change our email. Out now. Out now. Hulkdick.com. <laughs> <laughs> Gmail. 
looks like there's an ice pack on top of his yes, head. Yes, I guess there is. That is what I am. <laughs> Jordan, you around? I'm here. Okay. Yep, Tyler, put on. Yeah, um, Iron Man 2 is my least favorite. At least, like, they, they tried to explore the character of Tony Stark and his faults and in, in a way, I feel films in the genre just wouldn't even bother with. But with this film, they they, they don't really do much, a whole lot with the character. He, he's uh, not not a whole lot of uh, new ground is is broken. I mean, it, it's fun, but for what for this movie? Yeah. Uh yeah, like, yeah. Because well, I feel like. As I said earlier, I think this mo- this movie feels like a, it feels like an episode of the TV series where it's just another adventure of Bruce Banner, yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. And I think it again applies to that kind of B movie sensibility that this has, where it's really just about being a straightforward action movie that ha- that happens to be you know really well cast and everything, but it doesn't. It's not about you know shading these characters necessarily. It's just more about getting to have a lot of fun with this concept. So yeah, that is that would be a reason as to why I wouldn't like put this as high as something like Captain America, which I think does a great job of of even though Captain America isn't like an incredibly deep character, you get what he is because of how that movie sets him up, mm-hmm. and it has the you know the additional supporting cast that's awesome and all that stuff, and even yeah and yeah the Iron Man films you know even the in the first one especially I mean that that's a solid like. I like Captain America more now, I think, but they're like pretty much tied. It's not like leaps and bounds difference here. I think Captain America, I just find to be more consistent. Same with this movie, I find to be very consistent. Even Thor is very consistent. I think I think Iron Man, the the greatest strength of Iron Man is obviously Robert Downey Jr. But yeah. I think, oh, but no I, doubt, yeah, no doubt. But I think it shines through most, especially in the first two thirds of Iron Man. I honestly think Iron Man, in the last third of the movie, it's not it's a good movie as opposed to the first two thirds, which are a great movie. Mm-hmm. That's what holds it back for me for being the best of these movies. I think that's 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 it. They all have their faults. Like Captain America, the book, the Marvel bookends really slow the movie, or especially the beginning, really slows the movie down. I think before it really kicks into gear. The the like the Avengers bookends of what's going on here? Let's flash back to the past, kind of thing. Yeah, Captain America really should have ended. Kind of with the kids running in their neighborhood with the, uh, with the shield. It would have. It's a. It's a way where you could have played with the credits a lot, where you could have had the initial credits come after that, and then yes. wake up, and that'd be pretty cool actually. For like, instead of the standard, you know, five second clip at the very end, you could have like a whole five minutes devoted to Steve Rogers wakes up in modern times. Like that would have been actually oh, yeah. pretty. That'd be a pretty cool like mid credits thing, and then the very end credits could have been something else as well. Like, I don't know. But. Oh, well, leader. Here's the leader. Uh-oh. It's like, he gets, like, he gets a smile on his face. That's a creepy-ass smile. Yeah. That's what we got to look out for Michael, uh, for Omar from The Wire. It's a, <laughs> he's in Harlem somewhere, so. I think it's important, too, with these, uh, this Marvel movie universe or whatever. They're really playing to the strengths of the archetypes of the characters. You know, I mean, this is a Hulk movie because Hulk is going around smashing things and uh, there's a lot of action. And, you know, it's, it's being very true to the character as opposed to Ang Lee, who I thought kind of got the character, but then added a lot of things to it, you know. 
um, all the Marvel movies, even the Dark Knight, uh, Nolan's uh, Dark Knight, you know, just basically looking at the archetype, what works about it, and really playing to that strength. I think that's why all the Marvel movies uh, work as effectively as they do. I Yes, I agree with that. And I think, actually, Thor is a good answer to Ang Lee's Hulk, because they both... I think Ang Lee's Hulk plays up the it plays up the the father son thing, and it's very Oedipal, and it's very mm-hmm. almost Shakespearean in the same way that Hulk, the sorry, Hulk, uh, Thor is very Shakespearean in terms of how it handles those different relationships in those movies. And I think Thor does a better job at that than um, than Hulk does. Ang Lee's Hulk. I also like that Thor really isn't an origin story. Yes, for sure. Yeah, that was something that I really liked about it. It just kind of you are Thor's Thor. He's already yeah. grown up. He's like, it's not about let's see, watch, watch him grow and become who he is. He's already this guy, and it's more about right. him learning, not necessarily dialing down the ego, but understanding how to come at things. Omar, did you see him? He's wearing a bright yellow shirt. You're ahead of us again. Damn. Like honestly, what? There he is. There's Omar. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. That's that's a part that he wrote for him. <laughs> he runs out, but like sees the Hulk smash something. He's like, okay, I've spent six hours on this scene. <laughs> You'll love it. Abe, you need to start buying the movies that we want so we can be in sync with this. <laughs> or spend the dollar at Redbox or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, one of the, like I was saying before, I really appreciated about this that they got the origin out of the way in the credit sequence. I mean, Thor didn't even bother with an origin story, you know, per se, as it were. Um, a, a lot of times, you know, they'll get bogged down trying to tell the origin of the character over and over. I mean, mm-hmm. um, that's why I'm a little concerned about, you know, the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man coming up because they're going back to the well of, you know, starting over and telling the origin of Spider-Man yet again, you know. Even though right. I think everyone kind of knows that, but... I mean, it could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. I, I'm willing to give the movie a chance, but um, I just I, I think of that's the problem with a lot of the um, superhero or you know comic book based stories they get kind of bogged down down in their own uh, origin, trying to set up too much continuity. Which is why a lot of a good majority of uh, the com- the comic book superhero movies, the sequels tend to be a lot better because they get that out of the way and everything gets to be they get to the more complex and interesting things, which is why, you know, like Spider-Man 2, Hellboy 2, The Dark Knight, for all, like, those are all movies that they've got out, they've got the origin stuff out of the way, so now we can just do, we're not adhering to some specific comic anymore, we're, we can do what we want to and explore what these characters are, who they are in this world that they occupy, and how how they deal with being this person that they've become. That's a good point. Iron Man 2 could have done, I mean, it's, I think the problem with Iron Man 2 is that it, it's tied into this universe, and if it was its own movie, if it didn't have to, if it didn't have to double deal with, we also have all the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff we have to, like, shove into here, which is, which is what a lot of people think is why Jon Favreau didn't come back for, is because he was annoyed with Marvel forcing him to put all this other stuff in when he wanted to tell a, a standalone Iron Man story, and Iron Man 2 had that problem of, we're also putting in all this other stuff with with Nick Fury and things, even though you have this other story about Tony Stark learning more about his father and who he is and who this Mickey Rourke character is. Like, it's just, there's a lot going on. It's very crammed together. Well, not only that, it's like, but the whole second act, just scene after scene of, of, of the same thing. Like, oh, they're 
two scenes with him with Nick Fury, two scenes with him with Pepper talking about his illness. Like it's like, come on, we, we don't need <laughs> you know this many scenes with with these characters same saying essentially the same thing. We probably shouldn't kiss at the uh, the end of this helicopter right here. <laughs> this seems unsafe to me. Did he just pull an Iron Man on you guys and jump out? Yep. Well, he, he kind of he kind of did a backflip out. And... Yeah. And Norton has to have some balls to uh to just ball out of a helicopter like this and then you know plummet to his presumable death until he looks out. <laughs> what if Bruce Banner died? <laughs> He just died right there. <laughs> it's it's roll. <laughs> the sad Hulk music starts to play. <laughs> Not a fan of this uh, battle. Really? Yeah. Like in its in its entirety. Are there well, are there pieces? At of least when when I I mean I've only seen this once before, but I remember. Thing that this scene really runs out of steam. Well, let's let's see. Let's watch it now. And, we'll and, and this is actually my least favorite sequence of the whole film. How long is Edward Norton actually in this movie for? Uh, he's a, come on, he's in the majority of this movie. He's in every scene basically, besides the few Tim Roth, William Hurt scenes. <laughs> Hulk woozy. I mean, there's only like what? There's there's maybe three key Hulk sequences of him as Hulk. The rest of him's on the run, or you know, sulking with Betty. Sulking <laughs> in the cave. In a cave, yeah. Listening to listening to Nick Cave. Oh man, he's engineering up some Hulk gloves. I, I you gotta pause it a second, dude. Right. <laughs> I like to think that Samuel L. Jackson is in his shop as Zeus from Die Hard with a Vengeance right now. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> there we go, Hulk boxing gloves. God, <laughs> it's just beating each other. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of Abomination talking so much. Yeah, I was going to ask, I was like, did he get like a, a more advanced serum where he can actually make words? Whereas Hulk just got like the first version and he's like, rah. It's interesting too how like, uh, we're going to see how, like, do you think the Hulk and the Avengers will speak? I've heard that he does. Really? And I mean, he, he speaks. He gets a few. Like be, beyond Hulk Smash? I, I'm not sure. I'm not. Sure. I've heard that. I've I've heard that he does. I haven't heard hmm. that he, you know, speaks. Again, I've been trying to keep his silent on yeah. everything about this. Is same with Dark Knight and you know other movies. I've just been. I don't want to know too much. But from what I've read, like random interviews of like Mark Ruffalo, and he says that I spoke. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'll be 80 yard, but I spoke. <laughs>
a lot of slow mo in this movie. Oh, they just crashed into the Williams. Awesome sign there. Yeah. See, I don't think the I don't think this fight runs out of steam. I like this fight quite a bit because I think it it really diversifies what's going on. They start out on the street brawling, then they're climbing up the buildings. Now they're on a helicopter. Then they're going to be dealing with the breakdance fighting next. Break, 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 yeah, they're going to be breakdance fighting, and one of them's going to step up to the streets <laughs> in Harlem. <laughs> Helicopter just crashed. Hulk is like all woozy now. Where did Hulk drink last night? Yeah. <laughs> Hulk jungle juice. <laughs> Hulk never do Jaeger shots again. Amazing how everyone in the helicopter is presumably deceased except for except for the two stars in the movie. <laughs> yes. Coming through main character. Yeah, really. Like they're, they're it doesn't even seem like they're anything close to alive. It just seems like they're dead. <laughs> oh, Hulk tired. Surprise! Yeah, for real. <laughs> Abomination's a little Ken dolly in this. I guess lizards kind of are too, though. So it's kind of kind of tucked in. I like this a lot where he goes whole clap and he stops the fire. That's <laughs> that's really cool. A lot of the, the Hulk signature moves coming into play in a second. And when Abomination stabs the Hulk with his freaking horn thing in his arm. His elbow, yeah. Does Abomination, Jim, does Abomination turn back into anything, or does he just stay as Abomination in the comics? As far as I know, in the comics, he's always the Abomination. Does not He doesn't change back and forth like Bruce does. Yeah, which makes sense, because the look of Abomination, where he has, you know, his spine coming out of the back of him, it's like, it doesn't seem like you turn back into somebody from that. <laughs> Telling me that the Hulk can generate enough force and energy to create a shockwave that will stop fire? No, Abe. I'm telling you, Dr. Banner is one of the smartest people in the country, and he can. <laughs> Boom. Boom. He's just like doing the Macarena. <laughs> Ow. Don't hit me with giant chain things. So I think the Abomination's forgotten the simple rule that the madder Hulk gets, the stronger Hulk gets. <laughs> There's a lot of slow-mo. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> yeah. 
you know, to this movie's credit, though, well, at least for me, I, I didn't even notice that there was barely a plot to this film until afterwards when I thought about it. <laughs> yeah, Hulk, Hulk comes out of hiding. That's the plot. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does hang by a thread here. This is actually a really graphic... Uh... You don't really need a lot of plot, though. Yeah, it, again, I think that's the B-movie aspect of it that works. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally. And yeah, if these were two humans and not two, you know, giant CG creatures, this would be like the most brutal fight you could watch. Yeah, two guys <laughs> choking each other out with giant chains and stabbing each other. And stabbing each other not with, like, yeah, as a Transformers 3. Yeah, yeah, not as gory as the, like, the human version of a Transformers 3 battle. Which is, like, would be the most violent film ever made. This, this, would, be, this would be awesome in, like, wrote in a Beyond Thunderdome or, like, a Spartacus or something like that. I don't understand why the cops still think that, like, pistols will, will save them from a Hulk. Well, they could all... I, I don't think them going up bare-fisted would be, you know, much better either. <laughs> They're just New York cops trying to do a job, Abe. <laughs> trying to serve them. Stella! <laughs> You're making me yell! That's enough of that, Abe. No one loves Ned Flanders. Put me through Hella, Stella, Stella. <laughs> a stranger's just a friend you haven't met. <laughs> I can see what you mean by the the Hulk size despair. Or... Yeah, it's it's it, it doesn't feel like it's well he got bigger because he's angry. It feels more like, oh yeah, he's this size now. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, you know, Liv Tyler's in the shot previously, and just, she's she's maybe like a foot and a half shorter than he is. Maybe not that big. Again, they're washing out the colors, like you were saying, to kind of make him more look like the Greyhawk. Yeah. More parkour. Yeah, whole, whole, whole core. The sad music should have played here. Missed opportunity. That was pretty, I like Hulk parkour. <laughs> like when he does the the like the the two hands on the thing and puts his feet over, kind of jump. It's like yeah, parkour, parkour. Do we get our last Phil Dumpy scene here? Is it? Is it just Liv Tyler? I forget. Does it does Phil Dumpy come back? I don't think so. I think when the father told him to, it's not gonna work. Is that his last scene? Yeah, I think he's just done. Okay, where, 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 where does this go? Yeah, okay, that is the last scene. Okay. Now, I think it's a miss. I think um, I would have re I would have done this editing different for this ending. I would have ended the movie with Hulk parkour running away. You go, you do the uh, you do the credits to like you know, that that mid credit scene. This is where this comes in. Mm. You get this scene right here, and then at the very end is where you put Tony Stark. You don't end the movie of Incredible Hulk on Tony Stark. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah. 
I agree. It's like what, especially because there's nothing after the credits in this movie. Like, it there's no reason for Tony Stark scene to be at the very the very last thing you see before the credits start. That doesn't make, that's not that's not a Hulk movie. <laughs> it's an Avengers movie. Spider Man Two probably has my favorite superhero ending, where he's like holding up that giant. No, water. it's the uh, the graduate ending. <laughs> Where Barry Jane's just looking out, just like, oh, fuck, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just love the, the shot of him flying through the city at the end. And then it and then it pans back to Mary Jane's face, just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> what have I done? Well, that's a credit to Spider-Man 2 in general. So, I mean, Spider-Man 2 is just a great movie. See, like, right there, that should have been, this should have been, like, right after these, these first credits come. But instead we get this scene, and then we get this scene, and it's like, why... I get it, like, you're setting up the Avengers movies, but this should, this clearly should have been after the credits. Like, And why, yeah, Jordan, you brought it up. Why did they put this in the commercial for the movie? Right. Well, at the time, Iron Man did really, really well, and the Hulk was just doing kind of well. So. I, yeah, I guess. Like, I feel, if, yeah, if there's any explanation for it, I, it would, I'd have to assume it's because Iron Man just made a huge ton of money, and Hulk's coming out, and people are like, the first Hulk sucked. Why do we want to see this Hulk? So it's like we might as well put Robert Downey Jr. front and center here. That said, come on. <laughs> hmm. Plus, I don't even think they had announced the Avengers movie for real yet when this happened. You know, it was kind of. I remember it was kind of shocking that the two movies were in the same universe when this came out. Yeah. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there were no official Avengers plan. It was more like what. Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man? And then, yeah, this happens like, what? <laughs> right, Samuel Jackson's looking at that file that says the Avengers Initiative, and that was the only inkling that they were going to do something like that. And then remember, after this, we had to wait two years for uh, Iron Man 2. It's a long wait. Yeah, actually, come to think of it, yeah, there was a quite a, quite a long wait to get to the next teasing of, you know, Avengers to come with another Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Yeah, another tease. I guess it's because they did the... Well, well, because they did the opening credit sequence. I'm like, why do they have regular... No, it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) They already used up the cool credit scene. Yeah, so they didn't have a post-credit scene to use. So that's why they couldn't have a mid-credits thing. Hopscotch Girl was Mila Stromboni. (laughs) (laughs) Toronto, huh? Hmm. Yeah. Parkours were. (laughs) Woohoo! It was Andy Bernard. Nope. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Let me ask you guys. I've been reading a lot of debate whether um, Dark Knight will beat Avengers or vice versa. What do you think? Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that a serious? But yeah, okay. Dark, yeah, Dark. Jordan, Jordan just hung up because you were laughing at him. <laughs> yeah, no, Dark Knight Rises will own the year 
And I'll be surprised if, like Scott Mendelson was pointing this out, I'll be surprised if Avengers tops Hunger Games' massive amount of money. It'll do well, that's for sure. But... I think it'll depend on the repeat, the repeat viewing audience on that one. You yeah. know what I mean? Whether it's going to be enough of a ride that people are going to go back and watch it again. I think you know, Hunger Games started out strong, but I don't think it's going to have any legs. It's, if oh, Avengers... it, it, Hunger Games has had legs, Jim. It's, it's still number one right now. Oh, it's, sorry. It's at... Was it at like four? It's all. It's gonna. It'll. It, it'll get. Yeah. It's. It's. It's huge worldwide, and it's. It'll probably top off at like three eighty, four hundred million domestic. It's. It's a giant, giant success. Avengers, and I'm not. You know, I'm not discounting the Avengers. I'm sure it's gonna make a shit ton of money as well. It's just. No, well, I, I asked because that. I mean, at the beginning of the year, I thought it was. Just assumed that Dark Knight would beat Avengers, but now, like, in the past few weeks, I've been reading all these people, like, debating it, and I thought, wait, is there really a debate? So I wanted to ask you guys, like... No. <laughs> to, yeah, to, like me, to me, it's not even a question. It's not a question that... I, I yeah. Dark Knight will... It, it'd have to be a really bad movie <laughs> to, like, to not at least, like, get close to... I don't even know what. I don't even know Yeah. I'm just hoping with all the movies that are out this summer season that there's going to be you know room for these you know movies to to get an audience and you know, to find an audience. I mean, That's, yeah. Prometheus has a, has a great buzz among like the geek community, but I mean, ask a you know person on the street, they have no idea what that is. And it also yeah, it's also a very crowded summer, but not for Dark Knight. Like Avengers comes out, and then well, I don't, I don't know about Dark Shadows, but the week after that, you know, you got. Um, what Battleship comes out, the Men in Black comes out, the Prometheus comes out, then what Brave comes out at some point. Like all these movies come out back to back to back. Dark Knight, after Dark Knight comes out, the only thing else is what Born Legacy and like Total Recall. Like the, there's not big movies that are going to come out to like displace the Dark Knight from continuing to make yeah. money oh. over the next few weeks. To hell with Total Recall. We're like two Mars. Ugh. <laughs> And with that terrible joke, I think we can try to wrap up the show. <laughs> um, since we're just watching the credits of Incredible Hulk. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, going to do it for this episode of Out Now of Aaron and Abe, our special commentary episode. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodazeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at whysoblue.com for all my Blu-ray reviews. You can also find me at twitter.com slash Aaron'sPS3. Abe? You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com, animals, walrusmoose.blogspot.com, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Jordan. Damndirtyblog.blogspot.com. And Jim. Uh, www.hhwlod.com for the HHWLOD network, including Legion of Dudes and the Walking Dead TV podcast and this wonderful podcast that you are listening to now. Great. And, uh, yeah, you can find all the episodes of Out Now with Aaron and Abe at iTunes, of course, at HHWLOD, as Jim just mentioned, um, outnow.podomatic.com. You can find all most of the episodes there and a few exclusives. You can also email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. And thank Jordan and Jim for coming on and providing us with some color because of how dry Abe's jokes are, as well as you can also... <laughs> I love your jokes, Abe. <laughs> feel free Thanks, to, Jordan. Feel free to like <laughs> Feel free, to Thanks. Like, feel free to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast and put all the episodes there and, you know, updates and what have you. And we also have a Twitter page now, twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. So follow us there as well and, you know, get all the all the same stuff you want in every location you can find it. So um, all of that said, this has, again, been our special 
Hulk commentary episode. I hope anyone that stuck around this long enjoyed it. And, you know, if you did stick around this long, say so. Send us an email saying that you stuck around and listened, you tolerated our whole commentary. Uh, <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be nice to actually know that somebody did. More, we'd, it'd be even better if, so, if we knew someone that actually stuck around during our Ghost Rider commentary, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> so, um, with all that said, until next time, so long. And goodbye. the same place now <laughs> <laughs> well no because the screensaver fucked me over okay. <laughs>